Hey guys, welcome back. Um, today we're going to talk about several different topics. Uh, we're going to kind of be all over the place, so if you want, um, you can uh, jump to wherever you want to listen to, whatever topic you want to listen to in the description. We will be adding that. Um, but yeah, sit back, relax, um, and listen to us talk about movie news. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to start off with uh, Disney+. Plus. So something interesting happened today. Um, with Disney Plus, it looks like they reached a deal with Amazon. So if you have a Fire Amazon Fire TV device, um, you will be able to use um, the Disney Plus service on any Fire TV devices. So it kind of makes me uh, think, or I wonder, you know, how does this affect, um, or how will this affect Amazon Prime members if it does at all? Do um, you have any uh, any thoughts on that? Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. So many thoughts. So many right now. <laughs> Disney. Disney is trying to monopolize on everything. They honestly are. They want to own all the properties on the board. Um, and I, I can honestly see Amazon Amazon Prime being a little bit like, you know, oh, partners. Maybe. For a little bit. I see in the very near future, Disney's going to buy. You think so? Heck yeah. Um, why would they need to buy them? They just bought Fox. They have Hulu. <laughs> exactly. You know they're buying everything. They're gonna buy anything. They're gonna buy Netflix next. I mean, no, they're just gonna push them out of them. They're gonna make them go bankrupt. You think so? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think Amazon, um, Disney isn't kind of like what they did with Fox. They didn't buy all of Fox. Just the movie division. Just the movie division. So you know they left everything else. Um, and I see them doing that with Amazon. You know, okay, keep the delivery service, keep uh, the stores, keep everything else. I just want your streaming service. Um, I think it's a dangerous game playing with some something so big uh, like Disney. Yeah, well, I, I I think that I think the same. I think they're going to partner up. Um, I don't know about them buying out Amazon. It, it is possible. Anything is possible. Obviously, we just saw what Disney did with Fox. Um, but yeah, I definitely see some kind of partnership. But who knows? Maybe this will be kind of like a. a if you get like a Amazon Prime membership, you also get Disney Plus or vice versa. I could see that partnership happening, and it, it'll be like a package deal. Um, if you guys don't, know, if you guys have used or if you're not used, but if you guys have heard of HBO Max, um, it's WB's uh, service. So they're gonna have all of WB's movies, um, their shows, um, the DC properties. Um, also, uh, HBO shows are gonna be on there. So Game of Thrones, all that's gonna be on there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Showtime. Uh, or maybe no, maybe not Showtime, but I'm not sure. There's gonna be several different services under one umbrella. So I, I think um, maybe they're working towards something like that, where they have several different services. They already do. I think they have ESPN and CNN under um, under Disney Plus, but they're gonna have several oh, yeah. different services, and they're trying to, like Gio was saying, monopolize or, or trying to get as many services under Disney Plus as as they can. And I, I could see that happening. I could see that partnership happening for uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Gio, you haven't pulled up the uh, the different services. Uh, looks like they have um, obviously what? Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, ESPN, ESPN. I think CNN as well um, for news Something. and stuff. So it's, they have all that, um, and obviously it's going to grow. This is just starting off. They're going to you know keep expanding. So that, that's definitely a possibility. Um, but yeah, uh, another uh, since we're already on the topic of Disney Plus, I wanted to mention that. Um, if you guys haven't heard of a little show called The Mandalorian, that, that mm-hmm. show's coming out. I'm really excited. Um, but you know, Gio, I want to want to know what your thoughts are on the movie. I'm I'm super excited about The Mandalorian. The trailers from the first one, um, 
just the quality you can see it they i mean it's disney they have the budget right um but you can tell they have like hbo game of thrones budget going into the show um i i following the life of a bounty hunter that it's just 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 everything about it everything about the show um i am excited about um i i have hopes and dreams um of of areas to avoid um but in reality i can't say enough i know there is one person who is way more excited than i am about the show and and honestly that's that's you that's me yeah i'm I'm pretty excited at first i I wasn't excited because i wasn't sure and i wasn't too hot on on the last jedi um for those uh, who have seen it, I just wasn't, you know, the whole Star Wars uh, universe right now is not is not my favorite. So um, I wasn't too sure about the show. But when I heard that that, um, that uh, John Favreau was working on this, that George Lucas was working on this as well, I was like, all right. And I saw this this last trailer. This last trailer is what got me, um, really. It was, it was really exciting. And it kind of, the job of a trailer is to tell a story, you know, get you hooked. Mm-hmm. What is this, what is this uh, you know, show going to be about? Obviously, I give anything away, but you know, just give, give you just enough to where it kind of hooks you. Yeah. So this trailer did his job, in my opinion. It hooked me, and I'm I'm ready to see what this man, the, you know, the, the Mandalorian is about, who he is, you know, where he comes from, what what is he about, and this is an original story. So it's not like you know it's referencing a book or, or anything else. It's just an original story that everybody's going to be along, you know, on the same on, on the same pace or the same page. So there's no spoiling or anything. Everybody's going to be the same pace as long as you're you know keeping up with the show when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I can't wait for this show. We'll, the show. We'll see. The time frame. I love the time frame. So, the, so the show is supposed to be after the Empire falls. So after Episode Six, mm-hmm. before the First Order. Yeah. Prior to Episode Seven, there is a gap there. It's really it's unknown. Like years, right? like yeah, it's it's something. So what what I want from this show um, is for them to avoid. Running into force users, like okay, you could run into one, but don't run into Jedi. Don't run into um, that because you have so much to tell from a bounty hunter. I mean, a show based off of a contract killer in space. I mean, you can't get better than that. So, um, so I just want them to avoid that. Um, I, I like the spot that they picked uh, in in the unknown. Um, I'm ex- I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this, and I'm excited for the other shows. Honestly, um, that's coming out. I mean, we're talking. Well, I'm excited for some of the shows. <laughs> all right. So, um, uh, Lizzie McGuire. Okay, hate on me all you want, but I can watch. Sure. I can watch Lizzie McGuire. I want to see what they do with the new one because the old ones it made me laugh. You know what I'm saying? I I, I remember watching Lizzie McGuire. Um, you know, I want to see the monsters at work. You know, I want to see what they do because I like Monsters, Inc. Hey, since we were talking about Star Wars, did you like uh, the Clone Wars or did you watch the Clone Wars? Oh, I, I love the Clone Wars. It's a good show. It's yes. a pretty good show. Um, you, you the, so, I, I didn't see all of it, but you showed me some of the episodes. They were pretty good. Yeah. Um, they, they and, the, and Clone Wars are coming back. So, yes, that's actually perfect. Um, yeah. um, because the Clone Wars did such a good job at bridging Episode 2 to Episode 3, mm-hmm. which stinks because you shouldn't need to go watch a show to really feel like that that yeah that whole story is fulfilled but they did a great job what i'm not looking forward to um is high school musical oh they're making a show that's right (laughs) high school musical the the series yes i don't don't know about that but (laughs) there are fans of, of the series or of the movie so you know who knows 
Yeah. Um, one thing I am excited for is the MCU shows that are coming out. Um, so they're going to have uh, The Falcon, Winter Soldier, they're going to have WandaVision, and Loki's getting his own show as well, which is going to be interesting mm-hmm. since uh, the events of uh, Endgame, you know. Who knows what version of Loki that we're going to get. I'm thinking that we're getting that version, the one that escaped. Yeah. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen. Uh, Avengers Endgame, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> what are you doing? But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. The, the good thing, though, or something that interesting that happened today in regards to that is that um, Kevin Feige, he mentioned that um, if you are keeping track or if you're on that MCU timeline, you're, you're one of the people that follow all the movies and you know every, all the shows that have come out and everything, well, then you'll want to watch these shows. You'll want to get a, a Disney Plus membership or, or do what you need to do and, and have a friend get it or whatever, but you're going to want to watch these shows because, according to Kevin Feige, um, these shows are going to be part of the MCU, obviously, and you'll have to watch these shows to know what's going on. If you don't watch these shows, then you'll be missing out pretty much. Yeah. Um, oh, another one is also She-Hulk. She-Hulk is coming out um, with a show as well, which will be interesting since we already have the Hulk as well. Yeah. I, I said this in our last podcast. I, I'm a completionist. I'm going to watch everything. And then when Kevin, Kevin Feige uh, came out with this statement, I just it, it sealed my fate. I'm like, I have to watch everything now. (laughs) So um, if you're anything like me, um, you're going to spend a lot of hours on that couch. So so enjoy. Yeah, you're going to get fat. You're going to get super fat and super lazy. You know what? But if you guys want to see any kind of reviews or my opinions on the uh, the matter, you know I'll be watching. Just let me know, and I'll drop a video on YouTube um, at Six Eye Reviews. And, and, you know, and we we could talk about it. We can have that conversation there. Um, well, let, let's, uh, let's, uh, switch topics. Let's, uh, let's get off of, uh, Disney Plus. Uh, I actually wanted to talk about, um, Joker just a little bit, because I know we mentioned Joker on our last podcast, but, um, it's actually really crazy, um, with Joker right now. Forbes is saying that it's the most profitable comic book movie of all time uh-huh. in terms of percentages. When you think about in terms of how much they spent in terms of their budget, which was only 55 million. And how much it's already made so far, which is $950 million as of today. Today is the 7th. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> phone. Geo didn't silence his phone, so. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but, um, yeah, the fact that it's, it's made so much money is ridiculous. Um, so, Geo, I know you had something that you wanted to talk about in terms of Joker and, and, and everything, so you want to share your thoughts with that? Yeah, so I... I mean, one of, one of the main one one of the main um, factors I think um, that contributed to Joker's success is the media, um, the bad publicity behind it. You know yeah. that it glorifies gun violence, that it you know this that whatever. Yeah. Um, which uh, in reality, I mean, that makes people want to go watch it. Like, oh, they're talking so much trash about this. How you shouldn't? Yeah, the controversy brings uh, more people to go watch it and go watch it multiple times. Um, I saw it twice. So, um, you know, that that in itself, I think, did... Because Joker is a great movie. Absolutely. It's it's a great movie. Um, but I've seen better movies that, not, that they don't make as much money. Yeah. Um, and it is because of the controversial topic, mental illness, gun violence, which, in reality, I think the gun got shot, like, maybe five times. But, yeah. but... <laughs> it was like a super violent movie, obviously. If, if you haven't seen it, you should go. You should definitely go check it out. But it, there's definitely more. John Wick is way oh. more violent than that, than that movie. Absolutely. So, um, so what what I wanted to do, and I, I started talking about, is is the controversial aspect of it, the mental illness of it. Um, 
and in studying and, and looking at articles and published articles, um, I mean, there are surprising statistics about mental illness. Um, and one of the most unsurprising ones to me was the statistic of 70% of U.S. of Americans, uh, U.S. consumers get their information or their knowledge. It's based off of TVs and shows for mental illness, specifically mental illness. Really? And that's inaccurate information, right? Obviously it's because it's dramatized. It's dramatized, exactly. So, um, and so one of the one of the articles uh, that I was reading um, brought the example of Shutter Island and A Beautiful Mind. In Shutter Island, um, it was saying that there Great were. Movie, by the way, great movie. Check it out. Oh yeah, both of them are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Shutter Island was was talking about how there's like nine instances of violence from the from the main main um, main character who has schizophrenia. Um, you know, nine instances of violence with others and four instances of self-inflicting all in the movie, all in a two hour span. Beautiful Mind, very similar. Um, you know, four instances of violence, <clears throat> three that he self-inflicted. Um, and when you see these movies, you see these things, you see mental illness being portrayed, you always see them with a streak of violence, with, a you know, some sort of, um, you know, there's the, the darkness in them, right? But then you look at other statistics, according to the American Psychology Association, on crimes compared to mental illness criminals and non-mental illness criminals. Only 7.5% were directly related to mental illness symptoms, such as schizophrenia. So you're talking about less than 10% of the criminal population actually has mental illness but we get afraid of it and i think that's what also speared some of the um controversial topics of oh you know we shouldn't be glorifying this or whatever the case may be because people are afraid of other people who have mental illness because they think they're violent when in reality less than 10 percent. it's not the case your neighbor who is prob you know uh, let's say is a drinker has more of a violent streak then to to commit a violent act than somebody who has some sort of mental illness. So, um, I didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So I just, I kind of wanted to dive into it because people, everybody keeps talking about it and whatever, but nobody's actually looking at the data. Nobody's actually looking in reality. It's a great movie. It's a great setup for the Joker. Um, it, it it does feel real. Um, it's making the money and I'm glad it's making the money. Honestly, I'm because I don't think I would have ever looked up these statistics if it wasn't for this movie, I agree. You know what I'm saying. So I wouldn't have been educated because of this movie. You know what I'm saying. So, um, so that's uh, that's just the piece I, I wanted to bring is it's just the fact that like we need to be more knowledgeable. We, we need to create. I, mean, I think this what this movie does it creates awareness, um, which is something that we all need, and not just on on this topic, but just on various topics that you know that are, that are and things that are happening in life that we need to be more educated. You know, knowledge is, is obviously one of the most powerful things, and, and you need that. You know, a more knowledgeable person, a person that's more. Um, yeah, we just need to be more aware of, of uh, people with mental illness and not be afraid. Um, because obviously the numbers and the data shows that it's not the case. You know, the way movies portray um, violence and mental illness, it's not the way. It's not how it is in real life. Yeah. And just don't let the media be the determining factor on on what is reality yeah decide for yourself do your own research you know um, i'm assuming that we all have at least one family member that has mental illness 
um, and just you know see how how, how they act and, and and see what's going on with them and it, it'll probably fall in line with what you know we're we're researching at at, at our, on our end yeah. to where they're most likely not violent. So um, like I said, just educate yourself. You know, I'm glad that this, this movie created a little bit of awareness. It's it's got even us you know doing research on on, on things that we would probably never do research on. So yeah. um, I think that's that's a takeaway. And obviously, this movie's successful. So that's great. Um, who knows? Hopefully, they make a sequel. I'm hoping for that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, since we're talking about Joker, um, I'd want to kind of want to go a different route. Not really a different route, but I want to talk about uh, Batman, the new Batman movie that's uh, that's coming out from uh, Matt Reeves. So it looks like we have some uh, some casting news, and Colin Farrell is uh, going to be Penguin. Uh, and Andy Serkis is going to be Alfred. Um, so I'll start off with uh, Colin Farrell and, and him being the Penguin. Um, to me, honestly, he doesn't look like Penguin because he's taller and he just, you know, he's in shape. We'll see. We'll see. You know, you've seen actors make dramatic changes in mm. terms, you know, their physical appearance for for a role. So we'll see. Uh, or maybe they'll, they'll, they'll go a Gotham route and he'll be like a, a taller, skinnier Penguin, who knows? Yeah, actually, I think that's. I, I think that inspired yeah. him. I could be wrong. I don't, I'm not who in knows? the studio, but I think that inspired him because the Gotham Penguin was good. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Uh, what, what do you What do you feel about? Like, do you feel? How do you feel about this casting with uh, Colin Farrell's Penguin? I I like him as an actor. He doesn't. He's not like my favorite actor. You know, he's not going to land in my top ten. No, you know, um, but he also isn't the worst. And I've seen. People that I honestly don't like as actors grow in a role so great that they, you know, they become the embodiment of that. Yeah. And I can't see anyone else doing it. So, like, like who thought? Like, I, I know this is probably dead, and people have killed this this topic or this this uh, comparison over and over again. But Heath Ledger, who thought he would be that good as, as yeah. uh, Joker? I yeah. like, I never thought. Never. And I saw his his previous movies and everything. I never like. If I was a casting director, if I was you know, if I had that decision power, I would never think that he would be you know the one to make. Or to have the possibly the greatest Joker interpretation that we've ever you know had. I mean, obviously, Joaquin Phoenix was great as well. Yeah, um, but, but you're you're talking about the guy who um, came out in Ten Things I Hate About You. You're talking about the guy who came out in Brokeback Mountain, and he was the best. Uh, well, okay, I'm not going to say he's the best. There's other versions of Jokers, but oh my gosh, like yeah. I fell in love with his performance 100. percent So yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say keep an open mind. I'm, I'm keeping an open mind, but I'm not too sure. I'm not too too sure about this casting. We'll see. Um, but Andy Serkis as as Alfred, that's interesting. Um, we'll see. We'll see what what version of Alfred they use. But I don't think this is going to be a big role for Andy Serkis. The only reason why I say that is because if you guys didn't know, he's also shooting. Um, and he's directing Venom too. So. And it's actually happening around the same time. So I don't see how he would be able to do both things at the same time. Obviously, his main focus should be the Venom movie. So I, I see that maybe Alfred's going to be a smaller role in this movie, and they're going to focus more on his, you know, Batman's rogue gal- uh, gallery, and obviously Batman himself. Right, which they typically do. Um, Alfred typically doesn't have the biggest roles. He just always has the most uh, uh, impactful lines. I, 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 yeah, I agree. And he, yeah. he always has like the. Uh, he's always like the uh, the conscious of, of Bruce Wayne. He's like, hey. This is probably not a good idea, or hey, this is a good idea. He's always kind of like that that word of reason, or, or you know, the, 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 yeah, the, I guess the word of reason in Batman's and Bruce Wayne's, you know, craziness that he's trying to, you know, fight all, all these criminals and all, all these, these uh, you know, there's another 
I know you're talking about mental illness. All have you noticed? All of Batman's villains have mental illness. Yes, some, some version of mental illness. Yeah, that's not accurate according to the, to the <laughs> yeah. But, um, Alfred is always that that voice of reason uh, in Bruce Wayne's life. So I don't think yeah. he'll have like a huge role, but it'll be an important role, obviously. Now I do have a question for you. Go ahead. How excited are you for this Batman movie? I'm excited. I, you know, Batman's my favorite character, my favorite superhero character. If you guys didn't know, um, so I'm always excited for Batman. Um, I, I hope this is a good interpretation. I hope it's different from like the Dark Knight series, because even though I like that series, for me that didn't feel like Batman. It just felt like an Elseworld Batman, just like this Joker. They just came out with Joaquin Phoenix. It doesn't feel like the Joker that I read in the comics or the Joker that I, I experienced in the Arkham games. It's just that for me, it feels like a different, um, like an Elseworld type. So I'm hoping this is more comic book accurate. Obviously, also feels uh, i guess a little real world you know you don't want it too too uh fake because then you'll have another joel schumacher situation with batman yeah. and robin and you know something like that i don't want anything like that either that's not what i want but uh i hope that you know that this is a good interpretation I'm, I, if i'm not mistaken they're gonna kind of uh interpret the long halloween storyline so that should be interesting we'll, we'll see how, how they do that um but i'm excited yeah i, I would say between the one through ten i would say i'm like maybe about a seven I don't want to get too excited because I, I know myself. You know me. <laughs> you yeah. Know <laughs> yes. How, how do you How do you feel about it? What do you think? I, I at this point in time, I'm I'm waiting for a trailer. I, I I'm not excited yet. I'm not like oh, this casting is like when they announced Ben Affleck as the Batman the first time, and that uh, he was going to direct and all, all that other stuff. Um, I was excited because I'm like I like Ben Affleck. I want to see him portray the batman okay let's do this i honestly thought and i've 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 talked about this with jerry um i i honestly thought that uh that they might actually go as far as because he's so older um ben athletic i was like oh he's gonna last as batman then he's gonna jump into like a batman beyond like thing going on Uh, obviously that's not happening now um it was just me just kind of hoping and dreaming um this this batman doesn't excite me not yet maybe when I see a trailer and I'm like, okay, they look like they know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I think once you see the, the first image of, of Robert Pattinson in the Batman costume, I think that will either get my, my excitement level up more mm-hmm. or it'll bring it down. Hopefully it brings it up. But um, I'm going to try to you know keep a, a, a even keel with this movie. Uh, like I said, I, for me, it's a seven only because Batman is a fair character. So anything Batman is going to get me excited either way. Yeah. But um, I'm keeping it at a seven for now, uh, at a ten. And we'll just wait and see. We'll wait and see, hopefully, the first trailer, the first images that come out, and we'll, we'll see how, how, how everything looks. Um, but, Gio, just, I want you to... This is off-topic. We're going to change topics now. Uh, nothing to do with Batman or Joker or anything. Um, you saw a movie this weekend. Uh, yes. you want to talk about it? Yes. Doctor Sleep. Oh, my God. Hold on. Please hold. And, by the way, um, this is not going to be a review or anything. Um, we have a YouTube channel for that. Gio, you want to take it away? Yes. Okay, so uh, Dr. Sleep, the sequel to um, The Shining. I I don't know why, but I've been asked multiple times um, that, you know, is it a sequel? Is it a prequel? Is it just in the same universe kind of deal? Um, The trailers do say that it is, but it is. It is. It picks up right after the end of The Shining, um, and then it kind of jumps 40 years in the future. So, um I, I will I will say this. If you've seen The Shining, 
If you've actually seen The Shining a long time ago, or it's been more than a year, whatever the case may be, you saw The Shining, my recommendation for you is going into Dr. Sleep, do not rewatch The Shining. Just don't. Why not? Because nostalgia is better when you don't remember things as clear. That's true. And so um, going into the, like watching this movie, I made the error of watching The Shining literally hours before I saw Dr. Sleep. Because I'm that guy. You do that. I I am that guy. If New Fast and the Furious movie comes out, I have to watch all 27 of them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like every time they come out with a new movie. So, um, So I did that. And because all the images were so clear and so fresh, um... Yes, I still enjoyed it. I still appreciated it for sure. What what they did. But I was able... Yeah, yeah, what was different. Um, Because they had to, of course, recast all the actors. Jack Nicholson is like 80 years old. He retired already. He's not even doing anything. Yeah, you know, Danny, he's not a kid. You know? (laughs) So... So what... So so that's just my only recommendation. However, if you have not seen The Shining at all, and you are interested in seeing um, uh, Dr. Sleep... You may want to maybe YouTube the best scenes in The Shining. Um, Because in reality, I mean, the movie came out in 1980. It is a two and a half hour movie back in 1980. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have the same uh, creepiness or scare effect that it does now if you've, you know, you watch movies. So um, I would say you can do that. You can cheat and watch the Cliff Notes or you can actually rewatch it if you don't watch it. There are parts you may not get, but is the movie actually ruined if you do not watch The Shining? I don't think so. Because okay. it's not revolved. Although the trailers show that they are at the original hotel, it does not revolve around it. And therefore, it does not It does not have those same effects. You know, and, and, and that's... that's as much as I could be without so actually it's a, giving it's anything a away. Movie. It stands on its own, even though it's a sequel to The Shining. Yes, because they have enough. They have enough. I don't know. I, I guess you can say flashbacks or or momentums towards The Shining. Mm-hmm. That even if you've never seen The Shining, you see, for example, when Jack Nicholson is 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 axing down the door in The Shining, and yeah, he's like, "Here's, here's Johnny." Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they they'll clip to that. Most people know that scene and have never seen The Shining. That's true. And so it does not... You don't have to see The Shining. Gotcha. But, it, it, but you appreciate it more if you do. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. It's two and a half hours. I will explain more in the actual review on, on YouTube, uh, SXI Reviews. Um, actually, it should be up now, so just go watch it. Um, but, uh, but I did enjoy it. Um, they did do a good job. Um, there was one missed opportunity, and there if you this. watch, if you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. All right. Um, well, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, and like Gio said, uh, check our channel out, uh, Six Eye Reviews. Um, give us a like, subscribe. Um, we'd greatly appreciate it. Obviously. Oh, also we have a Facebook uh, page. We have an Instagram. We also have Twitter. So if you want to follow us on there as well, again, we'd greatly appreciate it. Do it. Um, so, uh, I guess, again, switching topics, we're going to talk about, um, a movie that I thought would do better than it did, honestly, and it, mm-hmm. it hasn't. It's kind of, it's kind of bombed. Um, Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that this has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
So that, that's the scene, you know. She's you know she's pretty good. And I don't trust the critics on uh, Ryan Tomatoes. Right. That's true. That's true. But right, seventy two percent is pretty good. You know, yeah. You think? Yeah. This movie has a two hundred million dollar budget, right? All right. And it opened with only twenty nine million last weekend. Mm. That hurts. So if it only opens with twenty nine million, you you already know this movie's gonna end up losing money. Yeah. This is gonna be like another Fantastic Four, you know, Fantastic Four mm-hmm. situation where high budget, low opening weekend. You know, low overall um, earnings, and the, the studios lose a lot of money from this. From this, so one thing I'm, I'm kind of concerned about with this is that this was produced, and they, they were promoting this in the trailers and everything. This was produced by James Cameron. Yeah. James oh, Cameron is also working on Avatar. James Cameron came out and was talking um, so much noise. He was like, you know, I I'm coming back to fix the series. Everything else that's happened after um, Terminator Two, since it's not my work. I'm not even considering it. It doesn't count. I mean, he came in like, he's going to make this movie. He's a savior, yeah. Yeah, he's going to bring it back to life and do everything to to, to just... To resurrect it. To resurrect and flat. Yeah, it just fell flat, honestly. Like I said, what worries me is that he's also doing like what like four or five freaking uh, avatar movies yeah which i think is a mistake i think it's a mistake too i, I think there's, there's too much time between the first one and now this one that they're making it's over 10 years now yeah which that's not a problem i think the mistake and this is my personal opinion is don't come at me and say you're gonna make five movies i'm already tired of you yeah you know okay you're gonna make a trilogy awesome you end up making a fourth one very nice surprise you make 10 movies later, all right, you know, relax, land before time. But still, don't tell me that there's going to be 26 movies because you're already, like, I'm already tired of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I feel like this is a mistake that studios make, in my opinion. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I feel like in your opinion as well, Gio. Um, is that they announce movies before they even come out. And that's not that's not new, but they announce like a whole universe before they even make the first or second movie. Yep. You know, like, let the movies, you know, kind of play out and see what happens. And then, you know, make your your decisions from there. Obviously, on the back end, in the studio, you know, hey, we're planning to make five, six movies, right? But don't announce it. Because if if movie number two sucks, then all your plans, you know, have gone to waste. Mm. And nobody's going to watch, is going to want to watch your next four movies, obviously. Yeah. You're not going to make your money. And uh, I think they just, once they did that, you come out with a second movie... People are excited. I wonder if they're going to make a third. I hope they make a third. Don't tell me there's five movies coming out. And then now James Cameron makes this movie. And it was not good. It was kind of like the the same thing with um, the Game of Thrones directors. Um, You know, when uh, they were to produce, what, the Star Wars movies? Oh, yeah. And and they got taken. Well, they they left. That's another topic. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't. and, And honestly, I do think, yes, they were offered... Money and I, I'm sure they that they with Netflix, with, right? Well, they had a contract with Disney first, though. Yeah, so it's just kind of like Game of Thrones is amazing, and if you've heard anything about Game of Thrones, everyone hates the final episode. Yes, that's normal in shows, but oh my gosh, they just completely ruined it. Um, yeah, like they butchered that show, honestly. Like I, I just, I just, I want to watch all the way up until the second last episode every time, and that affected. I know that affected some contracts that they had in the making. You think you think that affected the whole situation with Disney? I, I feel like really with the whole Disney situation, from what I'm hearing too, because I've, I've been hearing news and I've been reading you know some articles that have come out, 
um, that has to do more with Kathleen Kennedy. She's the uh, the leader of of, of uh, Star Wars and everything on the Disney side. Mm. I feel like there was some some disconnect in terms of how much creative freedom they were promised. Um, I don't think it really has to do with the Game of Thrones situation because even though they had that one bad episode, I, I I think for me the whole season was a was a missed opportunity. Oh yeah, but there was a couple episodes that were they were pretty decent. But the season as a whole was a missed opportunity, in my opinion. But I don't think that ruined their, their their chances because at the end of the day, they made one of the best shows of all time. They did. They yeah. did. The first seven seasons were amazing. Yes. You know, this was, you know, nobody saw this coming. This came out of nowhere. And this was one of the most watched shows of all time. Yep. You know, and they won God knows how many awards for this show. Yeah. You know, so. I, I do. I don't think one bad season would, would ruin their opportunity. It, it, it just, here's here's the thing. Here's Here's the way I'm thinking. Yes, Kathleen Kennedy, you know, uh, being more strict. I can see that that she, she she's not giving them the creative uh, freedom that they wanted. But I I think, and I'm not in anybody's brain, that that's because we saw what creative freedom did at on season eight. So you you have a job, you're working a job, you're the best at your job, and then the last week before your big promotion, you mess up. Screwed up bad, yeah. Really bad. Guess what? Your promotion may not be there yeah. starting Monday. Well, they're second guessing it at least. Yeah, and 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 so they or you know so they might put a little bit more restraint on you. They probably want to put another thirty day probation on you. I can see that, and it's it's unfortunate, but it is the truth. Just because you were great for ninety percent of the time, the last ten percent of of whatever you were doing. It's what what, you, what did you do for me lately kind of situation. Exactly. But I, I also think, too, that with this whole um, Star Wars situation and, and the Game of Thrones situation, I think also you got to look at, at the fact that Last Jedi was really controversial. Controversial. Last Jedi sucked. Yeah, for me it sucked as well, but it was very controversial. Some people either really love it or really hate it. It's there's uh, For me, at least from what I've seen online and every just friends and everything, and I, I feel like you guys can agree as well, that... It's two extremes. There's nobody's like, oh, I was all right. It's either I hate it or I love it. There's there's no in between. Um, so I think with that, on top of that, Kathleen Kennedy's had a history of, of not, for some reason, not being able to hold them to directors. They've gone through several directors. Every movie that has come out, Rogue One, went through two directors. Um, this this last movie that, that's coming out, episode nine, was supposed to have uh, Colin Trevorrow as the director. Now it's J.J. Abrams again. Um if I'm not mistaken, there's another movie, right? That was supposed to have a, a different actor. I'm trying to think. Oh, the Solo movie was supposed to have. Oh, it had the the uh, Lord uh, Lord Miller, Lord and Phil Miller, mm-hmm. the, the brothers that were, that were working on it, and they filmed like most of it, and then they brought in Ron Howard at the end yeah. because of creative different, you know, creative differences. So there's there's been that history of like for some reason Kathleen Kennedy can't hold on to her directors. So I think it could be a mix of both things because at the end of the day. People still want these writers mm-hmm. to, to either write their movies or direct movies because look at Netflix. They offered them what? I think they offered them $250 million yeah. to create content for them. So the market for them is still there. I don't think that Game of Thrones affected them that much. It, I, I think it did to a certain extent mm-hmm. with the fans. But there's going to be somebody, obviously Netflix, that's going to offer them a boatload of money. Just make whatever you want. Do it. Do it. Yeah, Netflix is hurting. Netflix is hurting bad too, so they're they're a little desperate. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think that's all we have for for today. Um, yeah. Again, we have we have all the topics in um, the description. You can skip uh, to whatever topic that you want. Yeah. Um, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, follow us on our on our um, 
on our YouTube channel, uh, Six Hundred Views. Uh, like and subscribe that that channel. We'd appreciate it. We have, uh, like I said, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, do you want to miss anything? Uh, no, just uh, just you guys. Just let us know. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Let us know what 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 topics you're interested in. Comment either on our Instagram or on the YouTube, on the Facebook. Um, you know, let us know what topics you, you're interested in. We'll go ahead and cover them. Um, if not, we're just going to keep talking about whatever we feel like talking about, which is, uh, what we present to you tonight. So, um, thank you so much everyone for listening. Uh, this is Gio. This is Jerry. We're signing out. Thank you guys.